I'm Ninja Sista. And I'm Pandalicious. And this is the Ashcast. This is Electric Sisterhood, podcast episode number 633. When sisters buy something, it's all about leveling up. Electric Sisterhood, home of the original, the fucking original, girl gaming to gadget and anime podcast. I am Ninja Sister. And I'm Pandalicious. Welcome to a brand new episode of our weekly podcast, Panda. Sister, how you doing? Girl, I be good. How is life? You know, I mean, life is, I'm living it, so I'm winning, I'm ahead of the game. I was a little sleep deprived this week, but that's okay. I'm no longer sick. So I actually will not be sneezing and coughing every other word in this podcast this Yay. week. I'm excited. As you say that, as it sounds like you're about to go, <coughs> um, <laughs> My voice is cracking, yes, because I guess I'm going through third puberty. I don't know, but... You just always be going through the puberty, man. I do. I be going through the puberty a lot. I think it's just because I keep failing at it, so I have to redo it. It's like taking the SAT. I, I haven't got over a 1,200 score yet, so I just keep going back in and trying again. But I'm not, <laughs> but I'm not improving. That's funny. I was not expecting that. That that deserves a hearty har-har. Thank you. Thank you. I wasn't expecting to say it either, but sometimes the comic genius, it's there. It's like ragu. It's in there. <laughs> Uh, you got to be a certain age and from a certain area to remember those commercials. But anyway, we're not going to be talking about ragu sauce. We got other sauce to talk about on this podcast episode because I I got some some game focused stuff that I want to talk about. You know, depending upon if we've got enough time, I have an anime that I watch that I want to talk about. So like, I got I got I got I got I got I got topics. Damn. Yeah, I've had like a lot of coffee. Well then. I mean, do you want to do one? I mean, I only got one, so I guess okay. you should put me in the middle. Also, there's Bailey's in my cup, so that helps. Um, because I'm an adult. Girl, well, oh, it is afternoon while we're recording this, so I'm hey. not going to be like, girl! It's girl. 5 o'clock someplace. First of all, it's the weekend. You, the time is not a constraint during the weekend. You can drink whatever during the weekend. Okay, yeah. it's during the work week where you got to be like, mm, I really ought to wait till 5 o'clock. Unless this is a client meeting and they ordered wine first. Like, those are the rules. (laughs) Oh, so you play play drink chicken, too? I do. I play drink chicken all the time. I have to wait for one other person to order an alcoholic beverage before I will when I'm out. Otherwise, I won't. Exactly. Yep. I, well, I have levels to that. So, like, one, is it a work day? Two, is it a weekday? Three, is this a business lunch? Right? Because there's four. Is this a day that ends in Y? Right. (laughs) Right? So, like, so there's all kinds of levels, right? So, like, if it's a business lunch, because business dinner, everybody's drinking. Like, all the rules are off. Like, it's a given that we're getting smashed and we're buying top shelf. But if it's a business lunch, I always wait till the 
other company's people order. Like, I will even bullshit and be like, I don't know exactly what it is that I want to eat yet. Why don't you guys go first? I'm still looking at this menu. But then I'll be, like, paying close attention to what is like. Yeah. And so once I, as soon as I hear a wine, it's game on. If I don't hear any wine, I'm like, all right, we're not playing that. I'm just going to go ahead and have this lemonade. We're good. Keep it rolling, right? So that's like business lunch. Like if we're talking weekday, absolutely. If it's not a business lunch, like you got to wait till five o'clock end of day. Got to wait till close of business and then you can call it. And then it's game on. And then the weekend is just open season. Okay, pretty much from five o'clock on Friday until 1 a.m. on Sunday, open season. Duck season, wabbit season. Exactly. Chin season, <laughs> bourbon season. <laughs> Jameson season. Okay? Like, that's, I feel like, legit. But, now that we've gone down that tangent. Get that out of the way now. We got that out of the way. I think I want to open with the, the thing that I've seen a lot of conversation happening around, just just in my circles. And I've also seen the conversations popping up more and more this week on social, which has been around some of the announcement of what is going to be in the PS5 hardware-wise. So have you seen any of these stories or seen nah. anybody talking about it? Nah, I've been dead to the world for, like, the last two weeks. Okay, well, that that's fair. You've had quite I a got, few I've had lots of shit happening. You've, you've had quite a few things going on. So, yeah. so basically, there was an interview that was done with one of the guys, I think his name was Cerny, who was a a lead engineer on the PS4 and has been working on the the PS5 for Sony. And, you know, Sony had said, like, hey, PS5, we're doing it. It's going to be amazing. And it's going to, you know, knock your socks off, get them whiter, all that good stuff. The the pre-hype that everybody does. He talked a little bit about some of the hardware specs for the PS5. Again, we haven't, I just want to preface this, we haven't seen the box. Sony hasn't said when it's going to actually release. There's no price point stuff. So right now it's just the confirmation of, yes, we're working on the next-gen box. It is going to be amazing. And one of the things that everybody pretty much expected is being supported on the box is that it was going to support 8K video. Now, to my knowledge, 8K TV sets haven't even hit the market yet, but this box is going to be powerful enough to support that. Okay, so now let's take the step back and let's talk about some of the hardware specs. So one thing is that the hardware inside the PS5 is new hardware, so it's not, you know, just a pro pro version of what's in the PS4 Pro. Mm -hmm. It is going to have a eight core CPU. It's going to be built on AMD's Ryzen chipset, which is a, a pretty powerful set. You know, if you're if you're right now building a gaming PC, definitely check out AMD's Ryzen line because their system, it'll make everything run like a dream on your PC, especially if you get your RAM configured right. But it's a it's a really solid CPU, and they've built a custom graphics processor unit, GPU, for this box that supposedly is going to bring something called ray 
tracing graphics to a console. And this is going to be the first time that it's going to do it. And this is basically this custom GPU coupled with this new CPU, uh, the custom one from AMD, is what is going to allow this box to deliver 8K video. Supposedly, Supposedly running native at 60 frame a second or better. No. Dude. I'm sorry. There's been a lot of promises of things at 50, Dude, you know, at I know, 60 frames per second. And then we find out it's like 50. It's actually. Well, or, or like 40. It, or it's legit like 30. Right. Like, I've been told this before. Yeah. And there are some things that do run at 60 frames a second. Like, yeah. You know. But, but you know, we I would say that there's been a lot of promise of 60 frames a second, and then what happens is is gameplay runs at 30, but the FMVs that are within the game run at 60, and you're just like, dude, do it. It's like, you're, you, you didn't lie, but you didn't tell me the whole truth either. Right, which hold, put a pin in that statement, because that's going to come in when I talk about Devil May Cry 5 shortly. Oh, oh no, oh no, oh yes, oh meh. We will discuss. Okay, so, got it. So this don't the, sound good. <laughs> the PS5 is also going to have an SSD, so a solid state drive, as opposed to a spinning disk hard drive. I think that part of that's going to be built on necessity because you really can't have any kind of lag if you're going to be serving up the promise of 8K video. So you you would need to have SSD in order to probably really deliver that. And also, they're moving to SSD to try and cut down on load times. Because let's be honest, load times have really started to become killer again. Yep. And it's because the games themselves are pushing some really top-notch graphics and and audio. And it takes a spinning disk drive with a limited amount of memory some time to put some shit into cache and buffer it to make it run. So, like... As an example, people continue to bitch about the load times in Sekiro, and they're not wrong to bitch about them, because sometimes you have a little bit of an FMV dialogue, and then it's like, okay, it's going to drop you into a game, and you got to wait, and I've seen Let's Plays where people are waiting, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds before it loads. It loads to you do a fight with, like, four people, and then it's like, oop, it's time for another FMV hold on, got to load that, that takes 10 seconds, video runs, and that's another 20 seconds before you back into the game. Like, it, it just pulls you out of the ability to immerse. So if we're going to continue to throw really gorgeous games with high frame rates and, you know, high poly counts, you've got to make sure that you're building hardware that can can deliver that. And PC is delivering that already, so the expectation of bringing it to console makes sense, You've got to feed it the hardware to do that. So I think that it's a smart move to move to SSD that also allows you to do a little bit of energy consumption. And depending upon the SSD that you put in and the size of it, it also allows you to do a more low-profile box. You know, because boxes have kind of gotten very big. Like, even when you look at the PS4 Pro, it's still a good size physically, of a box. It takes up a, a chunk of space. The same thing with, you know, an Xbox One or a One X. Uh, you know, even when you are doing, you know, the Xbox One S, which, you know, they released the, the all-digital one, 
which I'll talk about in a second. Cause that's okay, I was about to say, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. But even the Xbox One S, you know, it takes up a, a good chunk of space. It's not as big as, like, the day one Xbox One. But in the interest of consolidating and, and minimalizing the amount of space that a good entertainment center takes up, I do think that putting in technologies that allow you to physically make a smaller box while not compromising on the quality of what the box can produce is a smart move for all console makers. Nobody has anything to say about the size of the Switch. And it's for a reason. Like, it is a minimal size. And the fact that I can get HD quality video out of it when I connect it to my TV and I have a small device, a cradle that allows me to do that, and the handheld is, like, the perfect size for traveling, there's a lot to be said there. So I, I, I'm hopeful that with some of the hardware stuff that we've just talked about, that the PS5, when it does come out is not a large device. It shouldn't be a large device. Unless the sucker gets too hot and they gotta put a crazy amount of fans on it. Mm, like that's concerned. that's really my concern because when, when you start talking about having, you know, an SSD, when you think about it, you know, that that sucker's gonna need to be you know, somewhere between two to eight terabyte. I mean if you're gonna be pushing eight K video, you damn sure better be shipping a box that's offering more than two terabytes of storage. Because I got a bunch of 4K games right now sitting on my external drive for my Xbox. And I would say that I have an eight terabyte drive hanging off of it. Right now, 62% of that drive is open. And I would say of the 28-ish percent that is eaten... Half of that is taken up by 4K games, and that's three 4K games because they're huge. So if, if you're going to be pushing people towards digital consumption and you're going to be pushing towards driving 8K, you better have an 8-terabyte drive. And I don't know what an 8-terabyte SSD costs. No, I don't, I, I don't want to. I, I know what a 2-terabyte SSD costs. And that's, you know, almost what I paid for my original PlayStation. So, no, like, I don't, I don't know what this box is going to cost at the end of the day. But if you're at least not going to ship with an 8 terabyte SSD, you need to make it plug and play accessible to add external storage and, as opposed to having to open up the box. Like, that's one thing that I do prefer about the Xbox One system is I can literally just plug in to the USB port an external drive to use as storage and it's just like, hey, you just popped in a drive. Do you want me to use this to store like all your games and your game saves or do you want me to just put some games over here that you're not playing? And I say what I want and it's like, boom, done, happy gaming. There, thanks. Exactly, there's like no formatting, there's just, I, I click a button, maybe two depending upon my choices and then it's just like, all right, so you went from 80% of your drive to being filled to now 10% of your drive space is filled. Happy gaming. Download all your things back. I'm like, thank you. Thank you, 8 terabyte drive from Seagate. Again, thank you, <laughs> Seagate, for the 8 terabyte drive. Because <sighs> that's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, that's the gift that lets you keep spending your money. Yep. And really, I'm not spending money because most of the games that I'm putting on my system these days are either games that I'm picking up from Games Pass or games that I'm picking up from Games with Gold. Oh, okay. 
But still, though, like, but, yeah. but, but not everyone's on that tip, though. So Yo, you got to get on that tip. Money. You got to get on the tip. Dude, I have, like, so much new stuff now that I think about it. It's kind of crazy. Because, like, you should get on that tip. Microsoft, I should say Xbox, Microsoft, just announced a combined, they're calling it Games Pass Ultimate, which is for fourteen ninety nine a month, you get Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So, like, get get on my life level. It's not expensive. That's gold and Games Pass for fourteen ninety nine a month. It's like legit, la la legit. Because there's over, I want to say like I think there's hundred and eighty plus games in Games Pass right now. Like because of it, I'm going to be playing Just Cause Four because they just added it into Games Pass, and I've never played a Just Cause game. I know I'm lame, but I've never. Well, now you have Just Cause. But I do. I downloaded it. I haven't started it yet, but I downloaded no, I it. Making, I, I know, and I appreciate your joke. I'm just keeping it rolling. Okay. But yeah, so Games Games <laughs> Pass like, Ultimate. Bitch, that was good. <laughs> it's a good joke. It's a good joke. I I have Just Cause to get it. But up bump, but up bump. But you have Just Cause if you're an Xbox owner to pick up Games Pass Ultimate. 14 dude 15 bucks a month i mean that's not bad okay and i used to pay 15 bucks a month for for warcraft <laughs> oh the war crack anyway hey i have been war crack free i know i'm sober I'm, for so many years now. i just i want to get you a chip because i feel like you deserve it you know so maybe I i'll have, have one made for you I am very proud of myself. I'm proud of you. There have been days where I've been like, maybe I could go back. And then I might, I could also do crystal math. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Those are just as equal for you. I could yeah. play Warcraft or I could have some crystal meth, or I could do neither of those and just get some pizza instead. Hell, it, I mean, pizza is its own addiction for me personally, but we already know that. Yeah, yeah. Pizza is an acceptable addiction. No, pizza is acceptable. Crystal meth is not. Don't do no, drugs, no, kid. Yeah, drugs do are not bad. do meth. I'm not condoning the use of methamphetamines. Do not Don't. do meth. Bad juju. Do not. Do not. As I think about the, the hardware stuff, in, and it spawned a lot of conversations, especially with some of the games industry people that I know, of... You know, leaking this little bit of, like, some of the hardware that's in the box. How close are they, you know, to actually being ready to ship? Obviously, it's not going to be for holiday because Sony is not involved in E3 in any way. And we would have to imagine that if they were going to announce a new box that they would use the E3 stage to do that. Or they would use PlayStation Experience and it, you know, doesn't seem like they're doing that either. So I I really think that, you know, Sony right now is hunkering down and really trying to make sure that they nail this box, this process, well. Because I think if you look at, you know, the last round of next-gen boxes, there were lots of opportunities to get it right that were just missed. You know, between backwards compatibility, you know, for Sony and for Xbox were both missed opportunities. None of them had it right Exactly, right. out of the gate. You know, there were some PlayStation 3 games that I could just give to a friend and they could put in their box and they could play or I could play on my machine. You know, but not everything. 
was available and it took them a while to get you know the playstation now thing up and running and kind of sort of working but that store is kind of hard to navigate sometimes you know i think microsoft really missed the bar initially on backwards compatibility once they finally got back compat like under control as far as what they you know licensed wise could bring over on the system and figuring out the best way to communicate to people when more things were added i think it was smart for them to go back to the well and go we're not just going to bring 360 games through back compat on the xbox one we're also going to bring original xbox titles through to back and pat. And we're also going to make many of those available in games pass that allows people that, you know, just entered the ecosystem at Xbox one to experience, to get get that taste. Yeah. That, that essence of what it was like to be a gamer then. Well, not only that, but to, to, to tap into the reason why so many people are fans of that platform now, right? Like I am a fan of the PlayStation platform, Primarily because of games like God of War, Sly Cooper, and Crash Bandicoot. Everybody has different games on their list, right? But those are the games that I experienced on my PS2 and on my PS3 that I, I became, you know, a fan of those franchises and those were exclusive to PlayStation, so ergo they made me a fan of PlayStation, right? Like, God of War, in all honesty... and Last of Us, is the main reason that I own a PlayStation to this day. If either of those games were available on any other platform, I would not own a PlayStation. I just wouldn't. You're you're far more an Xbox MVP. (laughs) It's not because I'm an MVP for Xbox, which I am. What's up, I mean, you are, but you're also just an MVP in life. Thank you. You're welcome. You're adorable. I love you. (laughs) Um, But no, like, I, there's so many other games and so many other experiences that I enjoyed that I played on Xbox, my original Xbox. And that's what made me a fan of the platform because I got to experience those games on that box. They weren't, many of them weren't available for PlayStation. And many of them were games that I initially did play online and meet other people, meet some people from our community, from our fans. Like, I played with a bunch of people who were fans of our podcast early on in the day on Xbox. And so it just, it 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 is my home console because, really, in my adult life, it's the console that I've spent the most time on. If I'm honest, you know? And so that's kind of like home. But there are these other titles that I'm really interested in. They're amazing experiences that are on PlayStation, so I, I own the most... Like, I am an Xbox MVP, and I'm proud to be an MVP. I'm I'm honored to be, you know, renewed so many times in the program and to be respected for the stuff that, you know, I'm doing in the community. It's just... It's a very humbling thing, and I'm, I'm grateful for it forever. But I'm also not, like, a zealot. It's not... This is the only box, and I bleed green and all those things. Like, kudos for everybody that, you know, love it at that level. I just... This is, like, my home. But I own a PlayStation 3. It's retired. It's in my basement. But I still have my PS3 fatty that I never had a problem with. I own a PlayStation 4. I had a PlayStation 2, but I traded it in when I got my PlayStation 3 because that son of a bitch was $750. Some choices had to be made. Okay? But I have owned, in my life, 
a Dreamcast. I still wish that I had it. I wish I had never given that Dreamcast away. I gave it away for a good reason, but I really wish that I hadn't. But I, I was, you know, deep into Sega and Nintendo when I was a child, but most of my adult life gaming has all happened, all taken place on the Xbox. Mm. I was hardcore PS3 when I was playing Sly Cooper, because Sly Cooper is amazing. Oh, man. I remember. I remember that. Okay, it was just, it was, it was such a clever game. Like, very well. Because, I mean, you're, you're, you're a fox. It had, you had to be clever. Right, but there, there are times where people have not done that right. Right? Like, where timing has been off, or the jokes have been too over the top, and so you just missed it. Right? But, like, Sly Cooper, no misses. It's just every single game. Like, Thievius Raccoonus, I fucking love that game. Just, it's a great time from from the moment you start the game until you finish it. It is a great experience, right? But, like, I played that endlessly. I played DOA on the PlayStation until it came to Xbox, and then I was like, bye, bitch. (laughs) Nice knowing you. Bye. Right? But the, the games that kept me coming back to the PlayStation and why it stayed in my life so long were God of War for the longest time, because you can only play God of War on a PlayStation. And then, you know, when Last of Us and Uncharted happened, like, that was a done deal for me. I, I love Naughty Dog. I love Santa Monica Studios. They make their games on PlayStation. There go. I have a PlayStation. My fear is that Last of Us 2, unless we get a release date for a holiday, like this year, <laughs> which, again, Sony is not at E3, so I have the fears, right? Mm-hmm. But unless we hear a release date for a holiday this year, or at least spring of 2020, my fear is that Last of Us 2 may be a PS5 game. Ooh, theory. Right? You know, I don't... Because I'm sorry, I have looked at the cut, like, all the stuff that they say is, like, rendered in-game cutscene stuff, like the beautiful video shit that they showed off at E3 last year. I don't think that that's something that the PS4 Pro can deliver today. But I don't think, I don't think for, like, I think it'd be really, they'd be taking a risk pushing another hardware out so early. No, I don't think the hardware's coming early. What I'm saying is the game. Right, no, 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 but I'm just mm. saying that, like, to, to, to take a game that they know that they have people hooked in, like, oh, you know what, never mind. Sony's been talking to Square Enix and, like, you know what? People really love your shit. They will wait for it. We made them wait for Kingdom Hearts 3, and that thing was shit. <sighs> so and like, They waited 13 years. This yeah. is what I'm saying. So this is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, if we, no, if, Sony. If we, don't, don't do not heed the, the tidings of the siren right. of Square Enix. But this is what I'm saying. Don't if listen we, to her. She lies. If, if we don't hear about a ship date soon, it's very possible that Last of Us 2 may be a PlayStation 5 game. Because think about it, right? You want, and what we have learned, as far as buying consoles, 
is that it does take a killer app many times uh, to push it to move the what I would say you know is your no. your consumer consumer no. right like your hardcores are gonna buy hardware day one because boop they bleed pick a color right yep. but as far as moving the people in the middle of the pack it is typically the exclusive to this hardware only that drives that purchase. Because otherwise, no. the bots that I have right now was working. There are still plenty of new games coming out that for this platform, so I don't need to move to the new hardware yet. Right? Right. But if a game you really super duper want is on it, and you definitely know you want it, well, there goes some additional money that you're going so, to so have to So this is why I say this is my fear. My fear is is that if we don't hear a ship date soon, and by that I mean like by holiday of this year, if we don't hear a ship date for Last of Us, then it's a, yeah. It may be a, a PS5 conclusion. title. And that's not necessarily bad, but I don't know that as big a fan as I am of that title, that that title is enough to make me purchase a new box. It'll depend on what the box is going to cost, obviously. But, like, I think, like, this week, Neil Druckmann just announced that they had wrapped mocap on yeah. Baker and What's-Her-Face. So, game's not done, because they just finished mocap, and all that shit has to be rendered, lighted, tested. There might need to be... Re- they so, gotta put black boxes on it, then they have to take the black boxes off of it, and then for theatrical, they have to put the black boxes back on. They gotta have a scandal. Somebody's gotta touch somebody's boobie. Like, it's a process. It's a process, and so all I'm saying is, if we don't hear a date soon, there's a possibility that it may be a game for new box. What I hope is, if it is decided that, you know, it is gonna be a a PS5 title, and that's going to be like the big, whoa, make waves and all that kind of stuff. My hope is that they will also do a PS4 version, maybe not at, like, launch. You know, because if it's going to be a hardware driver, then you want to kind of make it super exclusive so that it drives that hardware. So maybe, like, for the first, you know, three months, 90 days, it's on PS5, and then after the 90 days, that's when you get your PS4 launch. But uh, I... I'm just a little nervous. I'm a little anxious that marketing, like the marketer in me is like, oh, fuck no. We make this for a PS5 and it moves consoles and like, whoa, we're heroes. Because to your point, we've already been waiting a shit ton long time for Last of Us 2. Yeah. And as you have said, the diehards will wait a decade. Yeah. For a game. Kingdom Hearts 3. Yep. Yep. And that The Last still, Guardian. That one still burns my balls. Yep. Okay. Last Guardian doesn't burn my balls. Last no, Guardian no, no, is good. No, no, no. KH3 burns yeah, my yeah. balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I just wanted to say. Because Last Guardian was actually really good. I yes. fucking enjoyed Last Guardian. I miss my Turco. But, so I have, I have anxiety. That's what I'm going to say. I have anxiety. <laughs> right now because you you tease some of your hardware in your box when you've set that that's the hardware that's going to be in your box so it sounds like the hardware for PS5 is set which means they should be probably testing prototypes testing queuing 
you know, be in, in QA. So it's it's possible that we may see a box in 2020. Mm. And still, as far as, like, I think the livelihood cycle, of PS4 is still very much in, like, it's... Yeah. It kind of still feels again infancy in, uh, yeah. for me because I mean we have a pro. Do you, but I mean, do you really feel like we need next gen yet? Let me ask you no. that question. Not why? Not, okay, why? here's the thing. I don't think for Sony we need to see something. I mean, do actually, we need to see anything? Uh, actually, you know what? No, what? No, hold on, hold on. Let me pump. Let me pump my brakes. Let me pump okay. my brakes. Start, start. Let me get up at this red light and let me think for like a hardcore minute, okay? Yeah. Like, I think that we've had, I think the advancements or the upgrades that we've had to the current gen. Like, I don't, I don't have any gripes with them because like we've been moving to this more digital format. We're moving away from like press discs. You know, I know they want to try to make VR a thing, and, like, we've seen some advancement in that, but I don't think we have, I don't think our technology's there yet mm-hmm. for that to really be the, the dominating capability in these configurations. Listen to me fucking talking like I know what yeah. I'm talking about. Right? <laughs> like It's almost we- like you're a gamer and a tech nerd or some shit. Like, it seems like I have some internal knowledge about configurations of products, and I have thoughts about those now. Who knew? Um, I did. I knew it was in you all along. <laughs> like, I don't think technology-wise, like, we don't have, we do not have that tech yet. I think we're working towards it, but we're not there yet. So, like, it's nice to be like, hey, 4K and VR, yeah, sure, make me that hollow deck. come talk to me then, because, like, obviously, we're, that's where we're going. But, like, we're not there yet. So, like... I don't know how close to Uncanny Valley all these engineers and developers want to get. Because, like, it feels like an Icarus race to me. Hey, Mm -hmm. I got wings that let me do this. Well, I'm going to make wings that let me do this. And now, like, they melt and you die. Like, I think we're at that weird precipice of technology, of innovation and advancement. That, like, we're pushing too fast and too, like, our... our, Here, let me tee it up for you this way, right? So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and then I want you to put your thoughts together after it, right? Okay. Okay. All right. So we have hardware-wise today, okay, April 2019. Yep. You have Xbox One out in the world. Yep. Which can push 4K. Right. Well, you you have Xbox One pushes HD, not 4K. Okay. All right. Okay. So okay. Xbox One, the original one. Xbox One, pushes HD. It can do 1080p. Okay. It doesn't do 4K. Right. Okay. So you have that box. That box is still out there. I'm still running. Like my core box is my day one Xbox One. Okay. The Xbox One S that I had, which was going to be my streaming box, you have. I have now. Okay, the Xbox One S, original one, because now there's the all digital. I'll talk about that in a second. But the Xbox One S was the step up from the one. It does 4K. Oh, you gave me your 4K box? How convenient that I just got a 4K TV. I was getting to that. Okay, so that box box does 4K. Okay. Okay. 
Then you had... Wait, you have the old and busted and you gave me your new newness? Yes. Does that make me the Will Smith and you the Tommy Lee Jones? For this round, yes. Oh my God. I'm blessed. Hashtag <laughs> blessed. I am blessed. Right? You've gotten iPhones. You've gotten iPads. You've yeah, gotten whoa, whoa, whoa. But I also am getting like not a Mac cur- Mini. like well yes, I'm also getting that. Like I am very my my fields are plentiful with tech that is better than what I have. Absolutely. But this is the first time you've given me something better than what you are using. Yes. Like that that has never happened. Like truth. Oh my god, the end of times is nigh. Make right with Jesus, y'all. The coming <laughs> is coming. <laughs> right? Okay. So so let's I'm I'm still going through the lineup, right? So okay. you have Xbox one uh you have xbox one s then you had the xbox one x which is the the boom fatty we upped some few things it does 4k it does quite a few things the scorpio box just you know better innards more ram more processor more hard drive space 4k right okay and then you have the newly announced xbox one s all digital it, it basically the the going meme is the Xbox One sad because it's the Xbox One S all digital. So Aww. Xbox One S A D. Got it. Okay. So somebody in marketing was not listening or thinking. Nope. They just really did the, the Xbox One sad. Okay. Oh, it's sad. It needs a hug. The the all digital has. A uh, one terabyte SSD. Ooh, okay. No disk slot, so that's why it's all digital. So it's a smaller form factor. You ain't shoving nothing in me no more. Right. It's it's designed to be all digital. Get online, download games, streamy streamy, hot potato, hot potato. Right. Okay. So that's the lineup on the Xbox side of the world. On the PlayStation side of the world, you have the Original PS4, then you had the Slim, then you had the Pro, PS4 Pro. Okay. The Pro is the box that can do 4K. So you have three SKUs on the okay. PlayStation side. You have four SKUs on the Xbox side. Okay. PlayStation okay. has one box that does 4K. Mm-hmm. Xbox has three SKUs that does 4K. Okay. With one that so, they just released this week, right? Okay, so that's the framework. Then right. you have Nintendo out here with a Switch mm-hmm. that does HD. Yeah, yes. but the I don't... The Switch does I, not do 4K. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm setting the stage here. I know, okay. but I don't think Nintendo is, is even remotely thinking about those type of capabilities right now. Like, right, I think I'm, they're but very... I'm, just, I'm just laying out what the lay of the land today in April of 2019 looks okay. like. Okay. All right? Okay. Now, you just said that you just got a 4K TV. Yeah. Okay. But you've had an Xbox... One of Yours, some kind for, for a while, yeah, yeah. But okay. I haven't. And you've I didn't had plug a, it, yeah, right. And you've had a PlayStation Four, also for quite a while, yeah. But you just got a 4K TV, yeah. 
Like recently last month, right? In the last yes. 30 days. Yes. Okay. All right. You are a pretty tech-savvy person. Your household... Yes, that is a much better statement than me. I caught it. I caught it. Your household, <laughs> okay, is a pretty tech-forward, tech-savvy household, right? Yeah. Okay. Thanks to the husband. Hashtag, All right. Like, hashtag Mr. Mr. Your Delicious. entertainment center in your living room is pretty bomb-ass. Actually, you should see it now, but that's beside the point. <laughs> anyway, right? It's what not I'm installed getting... right now. I'm making a joke. What I'm getting at is you guys are pretty tech forward, but you just in the last 30 days picked up a 4K TV, well, right? So that wasn't a driver yeah. for you. No. Okay. So when you think about how you're gaming today and where you're gaming today, Console, PC, all that stuff. You specifically. Your household specifically. Right? Mm -hmm. There isn't a driver saying for you that what you have right now is insufficient. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Okay. So, if in the next 365 days, if Xbox or Sony came out with a new box, a new SKU, that they said, the reasons to love this box is that it's all digital, so it's got a big old SSD in it, and it supports 8K video. And you can play all the games that you have right now, which will be a lie, because there probably won't yeah, be full yeah. back Yeah, yeah, let's just say, is a let's lie. just say, let's just say, and you can play all the games that you're playing right now on your current box, on the new box, and the new box is $700. Are you buying a new box? No. Why? Okay, Here, here's why. And this is just me. Mm-hmm. Now, me, mm-hmm. I say no. Would one show up in my household? Probably. That, that's not what I meant. <laughs> would you? Because I personally would you. not. Would and you here, buy a new box? Why? And and here is why. Because I apparently my eyes, like the way I perceive visuals, mm-hmm. is not refined. Like I don't I know don't, where you're, I don't know where you're going with this. What what? I'm go. I don't I don't notice the change. Okay, you in don't the notice visual. visual fidelity difference. No. Okay. And and it's been pointed out to me several times because I will, you know, be in my main living room space because in the new Esh house we've got two living spaces and one's going to be my gaming cave and one will Mm -hmm. be his gaming cave Mm -hmm. and we will be playing something and he's like, and he can point out in seconds a difference in texture and speed and Mm -hmm. I mean granted he did this for work so this is, you know, he's trained that way. I'm not. Mm -hmm. So to me I'm like, ooh, that's pretty. And he's like, yeah, but the pixels are all... Bl-. And then he goes off on a, his, his, his mm-hmm. rant. His, in his nerdery. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm just like, it still looks pretty. Yeah. Like, I don't... It doesn't connect to me. Mm-hmm. But to other people who have that trained... It's kind of looking at art, right? Like, mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, ooh, this is really pretty. And he's going... It's pretty because of this. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, it's pretty. Like, I'm right. at that base which, level. Which, which is fine. Okay, but I'm everybody just saying, consumes so, things in different ways. So, but so like, outside of the he, visual fidelity, 
Okay, because I'm not just talking about the visual fidelity. But I'm right? just saying, like, that would be the massive appeal. Is people are like, oh my god, I can see the the slight pool of the sweat on Nathan Drake's face in this masked, remastered, mastered 4K edition. Like, and I'd be like, I don't, okay, I believe you in its majesty. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm kind of very much a, a sheep in that regard. I don't have a personal, I'm not personally looking for that. Like, mm-hmm. I want it to be pretty, yes. Yep. I, but I don't, I don't, it doesn't connect in my, in my brain. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, my $700, no. His $700, he can do with that what he wants. I'm probably, I might touch it. In fact, yeah, I'm going to touch it. I'm just not paying for it. <laughs> so, so, I guess, you know, for, for me, I kind of look at it like this because, you know, I, I am a creative. I spent a lot of my career doing design work, digital design work and print design work. Right. So you, I'm, right. I'm, I, I see the difference as well, but it's, it's not. Pretty is not enough of a motivator to make me make a big purchase. Yeah. Okay. Like, because there's a lot of pretty things. I'd love, I'd love me some red bottoms, but I ain't paying two grand. Hell no. Hell no. I'll just get some shoes from Walmart and get some red fucking paint. Yo, I can go to the hobby. I can go to the hobby store. Get me some nice, you know, red spade. I can. I can go to Etsy. And get a red decal for the bottom of my pump Yo, if I really want I get some vinyl it. cut, die cut real quick, right? Like, that right. thing. So, so, pretty is not a singular motivator for me to make a change like that, hardware-wise. Right. Okay. And, it, and it's not for you either because it's not a thing that you notice, right? Right. But where I make a change in hardware is where the, when the technology has leaped so far ahead that I need to be there... Because it's going to jump again from there. And if I don't make the jump now, I'll be too far behind to catch up. That's when I change hardware, right? Like, 4K TVs have been out for, what, three years now? Yeah. And I, I have mean, not I don't purchased think people 4K. have been massively... Like, I don't feel that the marketing and the consumer push has ever been like, Oh, God, you have to get this TV now. Like, it's not like a Tickle Me Elmo back in, like, the 90s. Mm-hmm. To me, like oh, it definitely comes good. off extremely niche luxury. Get there when you get there, but you will need to eventually get there. But we're not like lemoning you off of a cliff like you have to do it now. To to your point, you know, we, the technology moves so fast. I feel like people are still in the part of getting caught up on HD in their home. Yeah, and and 4K is kind of like. Okay, we've been out here for a while, so it's actually easier for us to make it. So it's now become more affordable, and more people are making the switch now. Like you just got a 4K TV yeah, in the last thirty days. Caveat: mm-hmm. I won. We won it. Okay, so we didn't buy it. We won it at a party. Okay, so you weren't shopping for a 4K no. TV either. We just happened to win it. It was okay. bigger than my twenty-seven inch TV that I've had since like college that finally died, and then I. Christopher Columbus did and made it my TV. Because <laughs> yep. sometimes you got to Columbus. Because that's America. Because <laughs> hashtag America. Sorry, hashtag America. Anyway, all, all I'm saying is I'm in the same spot. Like, I have not purchased a 4K TV. And I am I am typically... I actually thought you would tech, before I would. Yeah. And typically, I am a bleeding edge tech person, as you well know. Like, I yep. run betas on my production shit because I live that dangerous life right 
Man, girl. I like to test things. I like to see and be on the front edge of the technology to understand where it's going, why changes are being made, how the technology is leveled. I'm a nerd in that way in understanding it. And also, I like to watch how, as these milestones happen where the technology jumps a gap, how it is marketed. You know, we rushed from, if you think about audio, right? We rushed from... CD to MP3 very quickly. Very quickly. Very quickly, right? I think before people really understood the difference. Absolutely. Before people understood how it was going to affect music delivery, production, the industry as a whole, before that understanding was really understood, it was just prevalent everywhere. And you started to see companies making music players for it. You know, and then we jumped very quickly to, you know, a independent handheld digital music player to let's combine it into a device that people are already carrying around now, now, every day, their phone and put those two things together. And then let's find a beautiful way to do that. Right. And then they slapped video on top of that. So I feel like in the last just in the last decade, we've done leaps and bounds to change, you know, how good and how small these beautiful things beautiful looking beautiful sounding entertainment things can be given to us right Right. like in 2006 if you had told me i would be watching netflix on my phone during my commute home on a train i I would would be like bullshit right like i'm not first of all netflix isn't gonna let me download movies to my laptop and i can't take my laptop out to watch it while standing on the train so bitch you tripping Okay, but I do. I am on my phone running up my unlimited data every month Maybe watching videos. <laughs> nope. Watching videos. <laughs> Bitch. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to be real. I'm not going to stop watching my K-dramas, my Netflix, my YouTube, streaming Spotify while I'm on the train. My train line has some randomness, not not New York randomness, but it has some randomness on it that I choose to avoid by just being in my little bubble for my 45-minute ride. Thank you very much. Okay. Right? So, mm-mm. That's why I got unlimited data. Yeah, but when I you say need... I run up my unlimited data, it's like, yeah, but yeah, it should because... never run up because you should never cap no, it because no, it's no, unlimited. It's, so, so here's the deal, okay? Because AT&T is a bastard. Right, uh, segue for just a hot second, because AT and T is a bastard. So, so I am grandfathered into the old thirty dollar a month unlimited data plan for the iPhone. Okay, because I've had my same number and my same family plan since my phone one, and I'm on uh, an X now. Okay. Yep. And so. They have tried a couple of times to move me to different plans, which unfortunately would have to move me to their existing data plans. They'd have to take me off the grandfathered one. And I'm like, nah, bitch, I'll keep this plan that I have right now because I have unlimited. Like, they don't do the unlimited data plan anymore. And they haven't for about four or five years. So I I got them by the short and curlies. (laughs) Okay. And, And I won't move off this plan. Okay, so their way to kind of recoup, because legit, until they put this new alert, I'm using air quotes here, uh-huh. in, I, I typically run probably about 30 to 35 gigs of data on my phone a month. 
Damn. Okay. Because I do. I consume a lot of media. I work in multimedia. So when I am doing case studies, reviewing content, you know, there's a lot of video content, commercials, ads that we're creating that we're running. There's my personal enjoyment of, like I said, I watch videos on my transit home. Um, sometimes it's K-dramas, sometimes it's YouTube videos that I'll watch, you know, long Let's Plays. I will watch Netflix movies. So, like, I watch The Incredibles 2 over the course of three days during my commute home. You know, I, I consume media because it is a time for me to turn my brain off. Because more times than not, I have to stand on my train ride home until about the last 15 minutes um, when it finally opens up enough that I can get a seat. So... Just standing, there's not enough room for me to open up a book. I don't own a Kindle. I don't need an e-reader because I have an iPad and an iPhone. So there's no reason for me to add a separate one for reader when I can just read on those things. So sometimes I am also reading magazines and, and news articles and things like that or checking my social feeds. So I'm constantly consuming data. I have several exchange accounts, so they are you know constantly pushing and pulling for emails. So it, it is easy for me to run up the data. So when I say I run up my data... When I get to the point that I have consumed 20 megs of data on my plan, AT&T sends me a nice little push message to let me know, hey, you've reached the mark where you've eaten 20 gigs of data this month. Just to let you know, you are on an unlimited plan. So basically it's like, bitch, we know we have to give you this, but here's this caveat, though. So you do have unlimited data, but do know that once you go over 25 gigs, you may be throttled based to availability and usage at the time that you're trying to access the data. So my unlimited plan is, okay, up to 25 gigs would guarantee you priority. And then after 25, bitch, you in the pool with everybody else. So <laughs> good luck on streaming that shit because it ain't going to work, mm. which happens. Once I hit 25, I have to stop watching videos like, and ooh. just and just stream audio. So there's literally a point in the month like when I get that text message where I'm like, all right, so I'm going to download when I'm on Wi-Fi at my office whatever videos I want to watch, and I'm just going to stream my Spotify. And so usually at about this time of the month, at about the 20th, 22nd of the month, is usually when I get that text message, and I know, oops, time to back up off data, because I will not be throttled. <laughs> you will not throttle me, sir. Not, not today. today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> I got shit to watch. You know, but but for me, getting back to the conversation, I have up until now, up until today, I've not had an overriding reason to make the jump to 4K. Because the TV that I have, I absolutely love. I, I've had this TV now for... Just over four years, almost five years. It's a 60-inch LG TV. It had the HDMI ports that I needed, and it supports HD. It's not 4K, but it is 1080p. Okay, beautiful TV. Okay, there's absolutely nothing wrong with my TV. And I bought a Sharp uh, 2.1 3D sound system, so it's not completely surround because obviously I don't have speakers all around the room, with a wireless subwoofer. There's nothing wrong with my soundbar. Music videos, concerts, sound, dope. Dope, 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 dope. On my entertainment system. 
that TV and soundbar is where I have my Xbox, my PlayStation, my Switch, my Apple TV, all connected. Because that's home base. It's my woman cave, right? Right. And I have not had any reason, overriding reason, to change out any of that gear. I just haven't. I said, okay, I'm not moving to 4K until I get a TV that is bigger than this TV for at minimum $100 less than what I paid for this TV. Because that's the point then that this technology has become widespread adopted enough that it's affordable. Because like I said, I have a 60-inch TV. So my goal is to move to a 70 or 75-inch is my next yeah, TV. That is just, I mean, we got one in our house, so I really should. So you can't, don't say shit because you have a 70 inch TV. Zip. Mouth shut. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, this bitch is not about to come for me for wanting a 70 or 75 inch TV and be like, wow, that's like a bit much when you have one in your living room. I didn't buy it. But you have one. But I have one. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so it's time for me to also level up. Because if I'm going to replace this TV, it should be better. It shouldn't be the same size. It should be bigger. It should have more options, more ports for connectivity, and it it should just be better. So I'm looking for a 70 or 75 inch 4K TV for 650. And I was like, when they get to that point, that's when I'll buy a 4K TV because then I'll have to make the rounds and invest when everything has to go to 4K. Because it would be silly to have a 4K TV, but to have game systems that are not pushing and taking advantage of the 4K. So at the point that I'm getting a 4K TV, that also means that I'm getting a 4K Apple TV. That means that I'm getting a 4K Xbox system. It means that I'm getting a 4K PlayStation. And a 4K Switch doesn't exist, but if it did, I would do that as well. Okay. It also means that I'll be upgrading my sound system. Because I will be moving to a better soundbar. Again, there's nothing wrong with my soundbar, but if I'm moving to 4K across the board, all of those devices all support Dolby Atmos at that point as well. So in order to push that ridiculous dope-ass audio out, I need a soundbar that supports it. You know, I could use a soundbar. I could not help it. You, you alley, you alleyed, and I had to oop. <laughs> so, <laughs> I saw. So here's the thing: when I get the sound bar, the new sound bar, you can have this one because my husband is not going to need a sound bar for his computer. He already has an Apple HomePod, so he's straight. So there we go. He's good on audio. And so, like, the only thing that I had was, like, well, maybe I could put it in my guest room. <laughs> I mean, you could, but, I mean, you could also just give it to me. <laughs> uh, so, you know, upvote this podcast if you can, if you want Panda to get my soundbar. Yep. Also, there's no upvoting on iTunes, so good luck. I mean, there is kind of sort of on Stitcher. Anyway. Feel free you. feel free to upvote wherever you can upvote and also just send emails to Ninja telling her to give me your soundbar. That also yeah, works you too. Can, you can hit me up on social. Y'all know where I'm You can I'm hit at. us up on Twitter. Be like, hashtag sound, sound for, pa- for Panda. Soundbar for Panda. Send, <laughs> yep. Panda soundbar. <laughs> hook a sister up. There you yep. go. Hook hashtag a, hook, hashtag a hook, hook a sister up. Hashtag hook a sister up. But... 
that is a huge upgrade path because that's about a $2,000 investment across the board between the TV, the Apple TV, the new Xbox, the new PlayStation, and the soundbar. And really, it's between the TV and the soundbar because, you know, even the Xbox One all digital, the Xbox One S all digital, the which sad, is not the box that yes. I would get. I would get an Xbox One X. Um, but even the all digital, it's like 250 bucks. I mean, that's not bad. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Right? So, right. like, the biggest things right now are the sound bars that I've looked at because I've started to do my research because my goal is to start this process. This will be the Christmas present to myself this year. Merry birthday Christmas to me. Yep. Merry birthday <laughs> Christmas to, to me. me. <laughs> Merry birthday Christmas, dear ninja. Add a little Merry Hanukkah in there too. <laughs> so, but but that that is the goal is to because I've already scoped out the TV, BJ's. Of course you did. Yeah, yeah. Scoped out the TV. Right now, it's a hundred dollars more than I want to spend. It's BJ's because it's the biggest. Because it's the biggest when you get it from the biggest. Ha. Right. Good, good. So one there, I've already bro. scoped out, and it's it's a seventy-five inch LG. <laughs> That is good. That was yeah. very good. Yeah, with four HDMI ports, three USB ports. Uh, it's a smart TV, so it has, you know, the apps for Netflix and Amazon Prime and all those built in, but I'm going to have a, an Apple TV because that's just where I live. My entertainment library is all on iTunes. I live that I life. I make no bones about it. I used to work for Apple. I love the products. I love how everything just fucking works, and it works on all my shit. I don't have to think about it. I don't have time to think about it, so I appreciate that shit. This is not me knocking Android. I'm just saying this is what I appreciate, y'all. I've already bought a 4K Apple TV. I just haven't hooked it up because I'm like, there's no reason for me to hook this up to my TV when I don't have a 4K TV. Right. So it's just new in box, chilling, waiting. It's, wa- it's waiting for its time to shine. Exactly. When I move into my new place, that's when I plan to do new setup. So we had a store credit, and I was like, fuck it, let's do this, because I got a raise. So I was like, yeah, bitch, I'm going to buy this box. So it's just sitting real like, pretty. I'm going to pay my bills, and then I did once too. they were left Hold over. On. Exactly. I was like, I, here's my money for my treat myself, and here's my money for this bill, for this bill, for this bill, for this bill, for the government over here. Everybody got a taste. And then here's my treat myself. And my treat myself was my 4K Apple TV. Because I knew that this was going to be the year. Within the next six months from when I bought this is when I was more than likely going to be picking up my 4K system. Because I know holiday this year, everybody's going to have some kind of bundle for the Xbox system. And I'm just going to look for the best Xbox One X bundle. Okay, that's smart. And so I'm going to pick that up. So I'll have that savings. I'm not in a rush to get a PlayStation 4. I haven't touched my PlayStation 4 since I finished God of War. So I'm not going to need a PS Pro right off the bat. And if Sony is close on the PS5, I won't pick up a PS Pro. I will wait until the PS5 ships. Because, again, my anxiety, my little inner nerd is telling me, screaming at me, that Last of Us 2 is going to be on the PS5. So just wait for the fucking PS5. Just wait. Wait it out. Just wait it out. You can do it. 
I believe in you. So then it just means I got to get my 4K TV, which I've already found at the Bayhays. And Lord knows that by the time holiday comes around, that it will probably drop the 100, if not more, that I need it to for me to be like, yep, this is a solid purchase right now for me. And I'm going to have that bitch mounted to the wall. I've already yeah. identified the sound bar that I want. It's actually a Sony bar that Ooh. supports Dolby Atmos. So I'll be buying an Atmos license for the Xbox and have a soundbar that can take advantage of it that does have a wireless subwoofer because I will not deal with a wired subwoofer ever again. And it's a 5.1 soundbar. So upgrade from my 2.1. I know what that means It's pricey. Yeah, I bet it is. It's pricey. I bet it is. It's pricey. Like, it's more more cost than the TV it's currently. <laughs> it's pricey. It's the one that's going to cost all the cash. Because <laughs> it is. But even at that, like, if I was to buy all of that system today, it's about 2100 bucks. Ooh, that it, yeah. So, and 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 1200 of that was the sound bar. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, girl. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, like, <laughs> I'm making such a stink face. Right I know, now. I know you are, right? You can but hear it through the. You can hear it. I can hear internet. it through the internet. Yeah, but again, it's because there aren't Dolby Atmos being supported in audio systems for the home is new. I'm expecting by holiday those prices to come down and for there to be more options of sound bars in the market that support Dolby Atmos. Like, I know LG is going to make one. I know that Sharp is going to make one. And more than likely, once they make one, I will pick up their 5.1 version of that. And that will more than likely be cheaper than the Sony system. Sony, they charge more for their shit. Well, yeah. Right? It's kind of like motherfucking duh, but, you know, not motherfucking duh. And so, like, that's that's the thing. I will be making the transition. I'm looking forward to making the transition. But, you know, part of me is also, well, maybe I only need to do the TV and the soundbar and the Apple TV because now both Sony and Microsoft have said, hey, we are working on our next-gen boxes. And we now know some more details about Sony's box. And... The thing that's going to throw the monkey wrench in all of this is that in June, Xbox is going to be at E3. And they've been teasing on Inside Xbox. They're going to have a lot of shit to talk about, specifically for games. We know that they've doubled down and recommitted to doing some more stuff for PC. Like Phil Spencer has actually pulled himself out of Xbox operations a little bit to focus on games for Windows because... Games for Windows has been treated like a redheaded stepchild. Yeah. Right? So so that's one. We know that they bought all these studios. Those fuckers have uh, to be working on something. They acquired these studios. Yeah, they put money in people's hands. So they bought the studios. Like, you can... Look, I'm a marketer. I know all the, the words that you use to make stuff that sounds we soft and positive. Okay? I know all the words that... and resource. No, 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 no. We've aligned ourselves with great partners. We bought those bitches. (laughs) I know. I bought you. I am a marketer. I know the words that you use to make 
an acquisition sound like a partnership and warm and fluffy. Okay. <laughs> but what at are the you end of the day, about? we're all friends here. But at the end of the day, where's payroll coming out of? True. Cause if it's coming out of Xbox accounts payable, bitch, know who your boss is. Okay, moving along. And there's nothing wrong with acquisitions. As long as it's, no. you know, not a hostile takeover, fucking do you, make your money, make your shit. It's awesome. All I'm saying is Microsoft, I'll use your word, acquired all these studios. They have to be working on some shit. True that. Okay. So there's what they probably going to be a plethora of games that they're going to talk about from these new guys. Like, hey, when was the last time that we heard or saw anything about Gears Five? What about Beyond Truth and Evil? We were supposed to get a, we were supposed to get that. Where that? Beyond Good and Evil. Like Yubi's been working on it. Yumi meow. I mean, I I don't want to get into third party because third party is going to do their thing. Yeah. Okay. And true. we know that third party is going to be pretty much on everybody's platform, right? I'm just I'm just talking about the guys that make hardware. Okay. Okay. One of the guys that makes hardware straight up said we're not doing anything for E3, so don't even ask us. Okay, the other guys that do hardware haven't gone to E3 other than to have a mega booth that you can come through and play their shit on. Like, they have not done a briefing thing. They do tree houses. They do the digital tree houses, and they do them all year long, which is a smart move. Much more affordable, right? But they're not to my knowledge, like, Nintendo hasn't hinted at doing any th- big treehouse yet. They still have plenty of time to announce, but they haven't announced a digital treehouse for E3 yet. So right now, as far as people who make hardware for to play the games on, the big swinging dick is Xbox. It's just pendulous and momentous. And, and I just personally, so I'm going to paint a visual in your head. I'm going to apologize for it. Okay, here it comes. Brace I really, I really need them to swing their dick hard this year. <laughs> just flapping free. I just, I need them to walk in with, you like, heard the it com- here. I need All them to, to walk in with, like, the, the presence of Terry Crews and the charisma of Jason Momoa and just slap a wait, big Jason dick Momoa on... with beard or without beard? With beard, with beard. Okay, yeah, with yeah. beard, totally. Okay, charisma with beard, and just slap a big old dick on the table and be like, "This is what we have," and for it to just fall with a thunderous thud. <laughs> because, let's be honest, for the past three years, that hasn't happened. There have been a true. lot of games that were promised that, that just never were. I'm still pissed about Scalebound. There have been a lot of acquisitions of some really, really talented studios, which to me goes to the point of, okay, if you said you're going to invest and help these people bring their amazing visions to the table, show me these amazing visions. Because right now on the I Xbox... On the Xbox side of the world, it's not that I see shit, but I'm pretty much living a third-party life, with the exception of a couple of first-party games, right? Like, Halo is not a make-or-break for me for the platform. In all honesty, I'm not a big Halo fan. If I'm honest... Wait, we're not honest on this show? No, no, I'm, I'm just saying, as a gamer, if I'm honest, the only Halo game that I've ever played all the way through was 5. And that's wow. a Halo game that a lot of people, like, 
hate. Yep. And I actually enjoyed it, the story campaign. So I finished five. I've not finished any other Halo game. And I respect Master Chief as a character and as, you know, a console king builder. And I love what Bungie was doing early on. But I just, I didn't enjoy the early Halo games because multiplayer was really toxic for me. And so it just kind of flavored that whole franchise for me. And 5 let me come out of it a little bit because I was presented with, here's a solid, for us, single-player storyline. And I was interested in it. And I, I love the gameplay. I thought it was balanced. It was a beautiful game. It ran amazingly. I, I fucking love 5. But Halo was not a draw for me to the platform. Gears was. I fucking love Gears. Uh, I suck at Horde mode, but I fucking love Gears. And Perfect Dark which I really yep. like to see come back new and improved for the world it was also one of my favorites on the platform. I played more dead of a lot or alive on Xbox than I did on anything else, even though it was third party, but there, there hasn't for me like Ori. I fucking love Ori. We're get, you're getting a new one. Yep. I, but I fucking loved Ori. And I think that, you know, the studio did a phenomenal job on that game. I loved Fable. I really, really want more Fable, but like many of the things that I loved, they moved away from, with the exception of like Gears. Like Fable, we remember what happened with Fable. And yeah, we do. It's fixable. With all the studios that they have now acquired and the talent that they have in house, it is absolutely feasible for them to make a new Fable. So, yep. bitches, give me Fable 4. All, all I'm saying is, I've been pretty much living third party on my, on my, Xbox because the major games that I play are Overwatch, Division 2. I did play Destiny, but I don't anymore. Devil May Cry, which I'm going to talk about next week. Yeah, because um, uh... yeah, because we're we're just about out of time. <laughs> uh, yep. Look, there was a lot of news. There to was talk a about. lot of things that we had to discuss today. I understand. Assassin's Creed, like pretty much what I play on my Xbox are Ubisoft games because <laughs> I play Rainbow Six. I play Division. I play every Assassin's Creed game except Unity cuz fuck Unity. And like I'm I'm ready for the new DLC by the way for Odyssey. So like bring me into Atlantis. Thank you very much. But I primarily play third-party games on my Xbox. And that's a problem because third-party games are available on everybody's console. And I think that Microsoft has really kind of realized that and that's part of the reason why they acquired some of the studios that they acquired to make more things for Xbox from Xbox. And so I need them to slap down she their needs, dick. She needs them now, guys. And show me now. some first party shit. Just just put your big old first party dick on the table. <laughs> and make me and make me go, oh, that's oh. big. And it's got some girth too. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, which guaranteed you did, make sure I that know you, I did. I know I did. Make sure that you subscribe to our show either through our website, electricsisterhood.com, where you can also check out our news and reviews from all the content creators on our network. The links are right there on the on the homepage. You can also click on the podcast link in the navigation and see our entire archive of 600 episodes. So you got some, like, back listening to do. Yeah, but, but you could skip, like, the first 100 because our audio sucked. And somebody didn't show up. Mentally. <laughs> so, I would say probably, like, episode, like, 178 is, like, a good spot to jump in. 
We were learning. Let's just call that like freshman year from like 100 to 170. We were teenagers. We were in middle school. Some people were, were ditching class. We were we were figuring shit out. Yep. <laughs> but make sure we that you subscribe there. to our. You can. We did. We did. And we now did. we're like this well-oiled, seasoned post grad on our way. We to are. A we doctorate. are good potato salad. Not we are we are mustard based potato salad and not mayonnaise based potato salad. There are some good. No, there's not stuff. There, there so are anyway. some. No, there are some okay. No potato salad. It's not or, okay. Or mayonnaise. It's an abomination. Before the Lord. So <laughs> as I was saying, subscribe to our podcast, which you can do on our site allergicsisterhood.com or through iTunes, either on the desktop or through the podcast application on your iOS device. You can also find our podcast on Google Play, on Stitcher Radio, and on vognetwork.com, where there are also some other amazing shows and vidcasts that you should check out that cover all across the geek spectrum, from tabletop games to video games, classic, retro, anime, TV, sci-fi, and more. Make sure that you check out vognetwork.com voiceofgeeksnetwork.com if you're nerdy and tell them that the chicks from Electric Sisterhood sent you when you check them out if you enjoy what we do here on the Eshcast then please make sure that you check out all the amazing content creators that are part of our family of shows and sites starting with our homeboy King Baby Duck over at b3crew.com doing manga anime, video game and music reviews you definitely want to check them out they are some of the most enjoyable pieces i learned so much more about anime checking out kbd's reviews than when i actually watch anime so make sure that you check out his site b3crew.com and his bi-weekly podcast no borders no race where he spins musics from a bunch of international artists that you should definitely check out teaches a little japanese and it's just a fun fucking show. So make sure that you check him out. Our homie Hamsterman2049 over at smashrook.com streaming live Wednesday nights 9 Eastern on Twitch. You can find the link on his site, smashrook.com, as well as some of his thought pieces on games and nerd entertainment in general. And like I said, you can catch him streaming live games, retro and new Wednesday nights at 9 Eastern on his Twitch channel. Link on his site. One of my favorite human beings on the planet, Phil the Issues Guy with Phil's Recap and Review. One of my most favorite recap shows, period, end on the planet. Definitely check out his YouTube channel, Phil's Recap and Review, where you can check out, I and I highly recommend his Westworld recaps because they are almost as deep, weird, and mind-blowing as the show itself. And you can check out his Twitch, which is just full of randomness. Call in be in chat, interact with him, and check out his archive of stuff as well as some of his thought pieces at his site, issuesprogram.com. And last but certainly not least, keeping you up to date with all the stuff nerds crave from anime to comics, video games, manga, music, movies, and more. If it's nerdy at all, the nerds over at Nerd Crave are talking about it. So please make sure that you bookmark all of our sites, that you check us out all across the web. You can holler at Panda and I on our Instagram, at ESH News. You can get it into those DMs and recommend like something for us to check out. 
or you can just hashtag hook a sister up and let me know that I should give this sound bar to her and yeah. it can happen. You know, hashtag hook some a love. sister up. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But you can also check out some of the random stuff that we're putting together. So make sure that you're following us on Instagram at ESH News. You can also follow us on Twitter at ESH News. And finally, we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash landavesh. And with that, it's time to call this podcast done. I am Ninja Sister. And I'm Pandalicious. Until we meet again, folks. Titties.